Welcome back to Division One Rejects. We've got some big news today, and that is the fact that we are going to two episodes a week now. One on Wednesday, which will be recapping the games and storylines of the past weekend of football, and then another, the uh, as we have been doing on Friday, looking ahead to the coming matchups or the weekend that is about to follow that episode. So I think this is going to help keep our episodes down a little bit. I know we can go on and talk for just about forever. Our last episode was like an hour yeah. and a half. A lot of content. <laughs> it's a, a lot, lot of content. content. You That's guys why, should probably yeah. go back and give that one a listen before you guys watch this one. Just mm-hmm. saying. And sure. a quick plug right there. There you go. Um, but like I said, this will keep our episodes a bit shorter in length, a little bit easier to listen to. Not only that, but it's just more content on a more continuous basis. And I think it'll just be kind of a win-win for uh, both sides. But today, another great episode. Even just from this past week, I mean, two episodes, you might think there's just less content. Possibly more this week than this, we had all of last week. This past weekend might have been the best weekend of football. N- no bias towards the Browns, but just yeah. in general. Great, <laughs> great weekend of football. Some recency bias right there. But we will start off not actually with the Browns, even though we will get into them when we get into the NFL. We're going to start off with the Washington football team and the upset mm-hmm. of the year over the previously mm-hmm. undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers. We're the now worst, at 11 and the one. worst 11 and one team ever. That is a ever? very valid 100%. point. 100%. A very valid point, and we will get into that. Um, obviously, now the Lions coming off of some success as well, so not only Cleveland. Mm. They get their first win under interim coach uh, Daryl Bevel, so that was a big one, and Daryl Bevel now has a better record against the Bears in his tenure than Matt Patricia did <laughs> and, in three years. And Mitch, Mitch Trubisky has his first loss against the Lions. That's his first loss against the Lions. That's scary. That is a scary thought. Um, After we kind of get out of that conversation, we'll go into the uh, the Patriots, excuse me, and how they embarrassed Herbert and the Chargers 45 to nothing. That is ridiculous. A Patriots team. team. A Patriots team that we have not seen put up anywhere near those type of offensive numbers. They've now won their last two games, even though Cam Newton. It seems may have forgotten how to throw the football. He oh, threw yeah. for like 60-some yards. Yeah. Uh, two rushing TDs, though. Or he was did. Three? He's, yeah, I think he had two rushing TDs. Two rushing but TDs. when you were saying the offense, special teams carried Special teams game. did. And they set up. The, when the offense did have to score, they were set up in a position like where it was, like, they were, it was so easy. Cam inside the five. That, yeah, very true. After we get out of the NFL, going to college football. And college football, I will say, even though it was a great weekend of football, the teams that were supposed to win in college football – won this past weekend. They'll have the highly ranked teams, except the top 10 teams, except for the Cougars from BYU. And we will talk about how the Shants, the Chanticleers from Coastal Carolina, Cocky Roosters, <laughs> get a huge win against BYU at home. And now they are going on 10-0 and into that Sunbelt Championship against Louisiana. And they're only their fourth season at the FBS level. So wow. it's been like a Cinderella story. And now we get to see like all this content come out of their program and like the last... Um, you know, that 48 hours of, like, leading up to that now afterwards has just had to be, like, unreal. Um, and they're right by Myrtle Beach, too. Oh. So imagine after oh. that, dude. The vibes, imagine vibes after are that probably game. unmatched. They probably there. went to the beach and just... <laughs> and just yeah. We'll leave it at that. We'll yeah. leave it at that. But as always, just chilling in the basement, talking some football. The video, as always, also will be available on YouTube for your viewing. Otherwise, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. But another great note today, if you have not seen, we actually got a Twitter account going. So go follow us on Twitter. It's D1 underscore rejects. And this is where we'll tweet out some of the best highlights from our show and the greatest parts of the conversation, including um, some good snippets of audio from our guests that will join us on the show, as well as maybe some of our uh, hot takes or the funnier moments of the show. The best of everything, basically. The best. The best. So while you're sitting here, go give us a follow. I'd really appreciate it. But 
Before we get into all of that great conversation and more, I want to get right into our first conversation of the day. So let's get right to it. Joining us today on Division One Rejects is a teammate of mine currently at Northern Michigan University, a recent transfer, however, from Western Illinois, playing in the defensive backfield for the Wildcats now. And one of the best overall athletes I've been around since coming up to Marquette is Isaiah Morrison. What's going on, man? Man, my just cool. I'm just chilling not really doing much right now. Just cooling, man. That's been like the the word for the last couple of weeks, just being home from break. What have you been up to? Uh, I mean, really nothing much. Just, you know, going to the field every now and then, you know, obviously working out because I have an in-home gym, so that's pretty convenient for me. But that's pretty much it right now. There's yeah. not much to really do in Chicago since kind of like, you know, lockdown or whatever. But Same here. Yeah, I mean, I got pretty you. It's pretty much, pretty much the same situation. You're going to the field, though. Like, what's the weather like over there? I don't. I don't think we could really get out to the field <laughs> right now. <laughs> I mean, in Chicago, it's around like 30, 40 degrees, 50 degrees every now and then. But all right, all right. Yeah, right now, it's probably 40, 50. Not too bad. Not too bad. We don't get uh, back on campus, as I'm sure you know, until around like the second week of January officially for, you know, classes and um, the next semester at Northern. And right. I mean... You know, we're hopeful of, you know, probably trying to have some scrimmages of some sort in the spring or some type of competition where we're not just, you know, hitting our own guys. Oh, yeah. But what are you doing right now? To, so you said you got a home gym and everything. What are you doing to stay in shape and get ready for the next semester? So really, really just work, really working on my speed. Because obviously that's a big thing to have, like obviously in the defensive backfield or whatever. Yeah. But that's one thing. So I go to the field, like do some agility stuff. You know, run a couple of four years with parachute, you know what I'm saying, stuff like that. Okay. And another thing is to focus on, obviously, my strength, you know, my legs. So, right now, I have, like, a, a squat rack. You know what I'm saying? I, I can bench. I can squat on. Yeah. So, just really just trying to get faster, get stronger. Those are just two main things I try to focus on when I go back home. Because, obviously, in Marquette, you can't really go to the fields outside. You know, no. snowing all the time. Hell and sometimes no. Sometimes you can't really use the dome because it's closed. Yeah, I'm going to say, so we even got the turf. Like, the turf's been rolled up and everything. I know. I think we're yeah, supposed to get new turf. Are we supposed to get new turf here pretty soon? Supposedly. I, I, I mean, I, I feel like I've been talking about it for like a year and a half, but ever since I committed. Right, right. Man, but, hey, it is what it is. We'll make the most of it when we get up there. But um, every time yeah, I open yeah, up Twitter, got... man, every time I open up Twitter, you're, you're like filling up my timeline, which is a good thing, by the way. <laughs> filling up the timeline. You're either like retweeting or replying to one of your buddies' tweets who are playing college football at like some big-time schools, which always surprised me, like the amount of the guys that you're always like, you know, shouting out on Twitter or whatever. But how do you know all these guys? Right. Well, one, you know, being an athlete in Chicago, everybody says like such a big city or whatever, but. If you're an athlete in Chicago, you know another athlete in Chicago. I so got like, you. Like, I go to, I went to a lot of camps out of high school. And, you know, obviously I went to the opening, went to Rivals, you know. Sweet. Under Armour. So, like, I met a lot of guys that end up becoming or end up going to big schools or end up going D1, D1 or whatever. Yeah. I had two guys on my high school team that went D1. And I also went to three high schools. So, yeah. so I know a lot, a lot of athletes. So, I, I don't know. I was just blessed to be around a lot of Division One athletes, and then I became one myself, obviously. But yeah, I got you. I mean, what is it like um, just following these guys? Usually, for me, honestly, I know it's like we don't have too many guys from my school as of late that have gone to like some big time schools, like high school wise. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I, for one, was not like a huge um, camp guy because like you know shirt and or you know a t shirt and shorts or whatever is really not my kind of game. <laughs> so I wasn't really yeah, you know blowing up any camps. But like. Usually for me, it's watching the guys that I played against in high school that have gone on to play at these big time schools. Is it? I would assume it's pretty similar though. Like just watching these guys go and um, make some big time waves at these schools is gonna be pretty awesome. 
Yeah, I mean, and then also I did seven on seven too, like on the okay. big yeah. Chicago League. So our whole first team went Division One. So it's kind of like I knew Jeez. a lot of. <laughs> I, I, I knew a lot of guys. So that's another thing. That's awesome. That I end up with blessed experience. Yeah. No, I mean, for me, I mean, I played fullback all the way up until like my senior year, so there was no, <laughs> there was no seven on seven in the picture Come for on, me. Kobe, dog. Still do. <laughs> but oh, another thing, another thing on your Twitter is this Reese's Senior Bowl. You're always tweeting about, and I think you use the hashtag like small school product. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So tell me about that and what, um, you know, why that's a big goal of yours uh, in the future to go and compete with some of the best. Well, when I when I was a little bit younger. I have a cousin named, well, I have a cousin named Antonio Morrison. That was kind of a guy that role modeled me since I was used to come. He was my family as well. Yeah. And he, ended up, he went to Bolenberg High School and ended up going to the University of Florida to uh, play linebacker. And that's wow. obviously another <laughs> Division one guy. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> he ended up going to reach the Senior Bowl. And that's kind of how I, like, found out about it and found out, like, how they obviously maneuver things. And I was like, man, I really want to go to receiver one because obviously he went. So I kind of wanted yeah, to of course. You know, follow along the footsteps. But also, it was a great way for guys to get exposure, especially coming from small schools. Yeah. Now, I went to a small school, a small division one school out of Western Illinois. And I was like, the only how I can compete with the, you know, guys at Alabama or Florida was to go to a certain bowl games, like the Reese's Senior Bowl or the East West Shrine game or, okay. you know, games like that. And I always use the hashtag small school product because there's one, there's not many small school products that go to those certain, you know, obviously That's goal games or, yeah. or, you know, um, all-star games and things of that nature. So, like, I was kind of using the hashtag to show that it does happen. Like, it can happen to give small school products, like, guys hope that you can make it to the bowl game or you can make it to this certain combine or something like that because it's, you know, limited guys, obviously, and they obviously are overlooked when they go to small Division One schools. So that was the one reason I kind of did use those hashtags. And hopefully we see some Division Two guys go to the recent Senior Bowl or the Combine yeah. or something like that because those are great ways for guys that come out of high school and don't want to go to D2 because they don't get that type of attention. It shows the guys in high school that they actually do. You just yeah. gotta put in the work. Oh, yeah. You gotta go. You see what I'm saying? No, I get it. Like you're tweeting this out, and it's not like, uh, oh, like look at, I want to do what this guy's doing. It's like, hey, I want to show these however many people follow me that like all of these guys are doing it. So like, why not me? And more right. importantly, why not you? I love that, dude. That's sweet. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And you said it. I mean, coming over from, uh, you know, coming to Northern from Western Illinois, rather. I want to know what your experience has been like so far. And what it was like at the FCS level and kind of like what made NMU feel like the right choice for you now transitioning under that Division Two scene? Right, well, when I first entered Western, it was it was more so out of high school, I, I really wanted to go to Division One. Yeah, you know, it, I, I had I a lot you. of Division Two attention, but being a high school athlete, your dream was obviously, well, some people's dream is to go to Division One. So that was the reason, Hell yeah. one why I ended up uh, choosing Western. And as I got through the process of it, I mean, obviously, you know, my first year I registered being a freshman, and the next year I kind of in- I got injured, tore my labrum, but oh, I did it not became, know that actually. Yeah, and that kind of ruined my last season. But I mean, uh, you know, it's fine. Injuries happen. But Western became more of a business type of scene. I mean, don't get me wrong, I met a lot of people that I 
probably have lifelong friendships with, but that's good. The team just became more business. It was more people going in and out, and you know, just wasn't my type of scene. So I kind of want something different, and yeah. I wanted to be valued different. Because after you get into, you know, things change. Yeah, no, dude, so, that's a that's a really good point. I know a uh, kid that we played against in high school, Caleb Davison, or mm-hmm. not Caleb, Caleb Smith, excuse yes. me, from Davison. This is safety, Isaiah, that we played in high school, and the dude went, like, you, it's a pretty similar situation, although he went yes, to uh, like South Dakota State, which is like a smaller Division One school. He only lasted one right. semester, and I just saw he just entered the transfer portal. So it's like, I remember DM'd him the other day, and I was like, you know, hopefully, blah, 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 you find your place. They're just trying to be nice, but I was thinking, like, that's actually really important, like you said, to find out if you're not in the situation that you want to be in, first of all, to recognize that, and then second of all, to do something right. about it, right? Like you said, there's probably a lot of great things that will come out of that experience for you, but, I mean, for you to recognize that and get, put yourself in a better position to succeed, um, hey, go you, man. Like, that's what you're, that's what it's all about. Uh, what has your experience exactly. been like at Northern now that you've made that change and tried to put yourself in a better position? I know it's not been, um, you know, ideal <laughs> circumstances whatsoever. Right. We haven't even been able to play any ball, but, like, what has it been like so far? I mean, personally, it started off kind of rough because I went to a whole other state that I've never been to. Yeah. Since the school where I don't really know. I knew one person, but I really didn't know anybody at all. So it was kind of a rough transition when I first got there. But okay. then the coaches were great. And then I figured out the people around me were great. So they kind of welcomed me very easily. And the transition became smoother. And obviously the coaches made it become smoother too by helping me do certain things. When it comes to school, and the school was nice. Like, the advisor were really nice to me. It was kind of teaching me how to do this, how to do that. Yeah. And I don't know. It, it really became a great experience for me, right? I can't complain by any means. I actually really love the school, and I don't think there's a bad part to the school. Awesome, man. So it, it's, been really, it's been really good to me. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like – shoot, I, I know I had you in uh, that little recruiting video that got posted today, actually. You got a chance to look at the whole thing yet? Yeah, I actually really did. All right, sweet. And I know you were in that. It sounded like you were giving a little spiel right there, a little uh, recruiting marketing spiel right there for the people listening. Yeah, you, you, know, you know I got to always sprinkle it in for the recruit. Yeah, you always got to put on for them. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, when we were filming that video and you were helping me out, which I appreciate, by the way, you were saying that winning if football is over for you eventually, you're looking to get into some type of real estate. And not only that, you said down in the Texas oh, yeah. area, I believe. So tell me a little bit about that. Okay, well, I would say, as you guys know, I love to talk. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really best, like, I, that was the best I thing I really ever. like <laughs> Go so, on, go on. So I can, I feel like I can be really the salesman, so, like, I can really sell anything. Okay. And I'm a people's person. People actually really like me. You know, I got the nickname Hollywood. So it's kind of okay. like, <laughs> all ties in together. So, and one thing I do love is home. Like, me and my dad watch house hunters all the time and HGTV. Like, it's just one thing we really like in interior designing. And I was like, you know what? I want to be able to sell homes. This is like kind of senior high school type stuff. So I was like, I kind of want to sell homes. Like, I want to kind of get into that type of business and flipping homes. Yeah. And I've been to Texas a lot. I've been to Dallas, Antonio, Houston, Temple, like Jeez. those areas. And I was like, you know what? I think this is the place that I want to be because there was a seven on seven tournament we had in Dallas. Yeah, and I got to spend a few days there, and I was like, okay, this is where I gotta live. Like, you know, okay. this is where I want to be. I started looking up real estate in Dallas, and the cost of like living is very affordable. I was like, you know what? Real estate is really hot in Dallas, or really hot in certain parts of Texas. 
And that's just been my plan ever since I got into college. I majored in marketing, and now I'm about to graduate my bachelor's in December in marketing. I'm trying to figure out if I'm going to get my master's or a double bachelor's. I'm trying to figure that out, but yeah, yeah. that's how it is with kind of real estate with me. Man, that's such a quick timeline. You're only 19 still, correct? Uh, only 19. Yes, yeah, so only 19. Wow. Well, yeah, when do you turn 20? I turn 20 in March. March. Okay, so it's wow. pretty soon, but still, I mean, like, just to be in that situation and to be like, fourth year? right? No, yeah. no, third, third. third. Year. But okay. like to be in that situation and to have like it moved along so far and like you know what you want to do and it sounds like you've known out of high school. Even coming into that, like you got your shit together and like people can't say that. There, I think there's so many people that you know can't say that. And even like guys like us sitting I here, I still don't know what my what I'm gonna do for my. Uh Degree, like yeah, I, there you I go. Like it's doing. just people, and, then, and that's <laughs> I'm so, twenty years old, and that's so common, though. You know what I mean? Like that's not uncommon at all. It's like yeah. people just don't. They're trying to figure stuff out, and it's like a really tough time for a lot of people. But I guess just kudos to you, bro. Like that's awesome that you know exactly what you're doing. You got a purpose and all of that. But let's kind of switch over. Um, just talk a little bit of NFL stuff, man. Washington beats the Steelers. What? I don't, do you- even, I don't even know. I don't know. hey man so like the Steelers and we're going to talk about it right after this but I'll just give you a brief like Steelers were they had all the you know all the keys of a trap game I think heading into this right they got I think it was like their third game played in like 13 days and all these things leading into it beat Baltimore in rivalry exactly like all these things that just set them up to be like a trap game what did you see what did you see in that game and how crazy is it like um, that they're you know no more undefeated teams in the NFL well Personally, I didn't really watch the game, sadly. Oh, but come on, hey, watch look, some football. I, I, I have a lot of stuff to do with my life. <laughs> yeah, he's, got all good. Good. Yeah, he's got it all together. He don't have time <laughs> no, to watch he football. He's got his priorities. But crazy. I did. But I did have Claypool in my. Or what, I think it's in Chase Claypool. Oh, Mapletron. But I had him oh, on my fantasy, and he gave me like five that. points. Yeah, that's what I do know. Yeah, hey, imagine having Juju and getting you two points, but he probably did a TikTok after. So. <laughs> and I'm hurt and I'm pissed. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, how about you know going over to the college level? Um, you see the breaking news today about Michigan canceling the game against Ohio State. But yeah, the Michigan Ohio State game canceled. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to ask you because, like, you know, obviously being a competitor at the college level. I was talking to someone today about it, and they were like, if the roles were reversed today, and if, say, Michigan was 5-0 and and needed to, um, you know, get into... I lost my mind. If Michigan was 5-0 and and needed to get into this playoff, or the, college, or the Big Ten Championship more so, and they had COVID, this game's happening. That's that's what, that's what I was thinking. It's like, now they're on the other side of it, and they're like, it's, oh, uh, maybe. But yeah. I just want to know, like, from a guy who's competed at the college level, like, what do you think about that, man? Honestly, I kind of feel like Michigan really did that on purpose. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what everybody's thinking. I'm not, I'm not, Michigan is not having a great season at all. No. Ohio State's undefeated, and they all they needed was this one game, which they were probably going to win. But yeah, they're favored and, by 29 points when the, on the line when they got canceled. <laughs> exactly. And, I, I, and obviously, Harbaugh is on the hot seat. Yeah. And if he loses Ohio State, it's just going to cause more controversy mm-hmm. for him. Yeah. But so is I, he on the hot seat? I, I really think they kind of really did this on purpose. I'm, I'm not even going to lie to you. And then, but I'm actually glad because I'm a Florida fan. Yeah. So yeah. that's going to move Florida. Okay. Trash rise. Tebow, Tebow guy? Yeah. 
And count for my Good stuff, man. Good does stuff. That, does that mean you're also a Bears fan being from uh, the Chicago area? That's a good question. Uh, uh, unfortunately, I'm not. I am an Eagles fan. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what? Hey, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Yeah, Jalen Hurts. Yeah, talk, I'm, I'm you see so that today. I'm so glad we're starting Jalen Hurts. There you go. That's QBU, what I'm baby. Trying to say. He called it QBU at Oklahoma. Oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's, I, I mean, if you really think about it, Baker Mayfield, as of Tyler late. Murray. As of late. But as of late, I'll give it to you. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's a fair point. But But also, you can say Alabama's QBU. Yeah. Oh, just Tua in the past. I'm saying, like, Tua. Exactly. It's Tua. AJ McCarron was getting with that one hot babe. So, yeah, QBU. There we go. (laughs) Max Jones is in the Heisman race. Yeah, we'll see how he translates, you know, at the next level or whatever. But yeah, that's true. Yeah. But hey, man, I appreciate your time. Thanks for hopping out with me. Oh, yeah. No problem, man. All right, dog. I'll talk to you later. See ya. All right, you too. Right. Great conversation with Isaiah. What a what a Hollywood. guy. Hollywood, Hollywood. Awesome. likes to talk. Yeah. I like to listen. How about that? Had his all had everything figured out. Dude, for he himself. did. He's yeah. 19 years old. He, this is his third year. Being, that's crazy. That is. Is wow. that not wild? Like that's nuts. Yeah. That graduating is nuts. at 17. Well, he's getting his bachelor's, but then he's gonna go on after that. Yeah, we graduated to, high school at 17. Oh yeah, that's have, yeah. he must have. You, you're right. Wow. You're right. That's but wow. Yeah, definitely a guy we're going to have on again. And I think it'll be nice because he knows, you know, a lot of those guys at that at that top level. So I think it'll be a good resource to get some more great guests on here. Mm. But bouncing off of that, let's get right into the NFL, which is where a majority of our conversation will be at today. He's got the sweatshirt on today. Cleveland oh, like a big time oh, win. He no. proved me wrong. I do want to say, though, wrong. he proved a lot of people wrong. 2-0. and oh. a lot of people wrong. 2-0 <laughs> and oh last week. 2-0 on game picks? Okay. Call yeah, whatever. Of course so. Baker Mayfield dominates in the first half against the Titans, Wait, but the score... I didn't, I didn't hear you. Can you say that again? Wow. Oh, it's going to be one of those <sighs> But the score... Baker the Mayfield score. dominates in the first half against the Titans. Proceed. The score was 41-35, to 35, right? Not as close as it... And it, it yeah. was... Yeah, it was a very deceiving score because the Browns were up so much at half, and it was... I, uh, to me, it was kind of a shocker that Tennessee even came back and craw- like clawed their way back into that game mm-hmm. as close as much as they did, and they still had that much fight in mm-hmm. them. Um, not that I expected them to like roll over and die no, after halftime. No, no way. I don't think they would do that, especially because of their coaching and just their style of play. Yeah, variable. But headline here, we you already you actually told this to me, um, but I was thinking the same thing. Their huge lead at halftime that basically takes out Henry out of the equation. Obviously, you know, he's not going to have the day that he usually has. And we saw that 60 yards on 15 carries. Because when you're up by that, yes, that's a great point. Huge fumble. When you have that big of a lead, the Titans can't afford to have these six, seven, eight-minute drives that they just parade and march down the field. You can't do that. Yeah, the Titans are a team that if, like, they, Vabral, Vabral, Vabral is a coach. That he wants to win on a game-winning field goal or a game-winning seven-minute drive to lock it in. They're not a type of team to be like, hey, we got to score three touchdowns in seven minutes. Like, they can't do no, that. No, they're That's not, not a they're team built for. that is built to come from behind. They no. need – That's a good point. I don't know why, personally, they chose to kick the ball to the Browns at first. I mean, maybe because they didn't have confidence in Baker or just the run game for the Browns. But, like, if I'm the Titans, I'm getting the ball every time I can first. I'm scoring. And then – I'm letting Derrick Henry go to work. Put the yeah. pressure on. Put the yeah. pressure on. Because exactly. that's what you want to do. Because, like you said, uh, Derrick Henry had, what, 60 yards rushing that game? Yeah, like, that's huge fourth and one stop. Yep. The Browns made after DPJ drops a touchdown. Yes, that which was is, that was brutal. That was opening opening drive, Opening correct? drive, yeah. yes. 
and then they settle for a he, field then goal he there. And then he fumbles the next drive. Yeah, that's huge. That was big because then you that go down nothing, and you're expecting a, a touchdown to lead the game, which would have been huge. Mm-hmm. They still get a field goal, but then if the Titans would have gone in and responded right there, then it's like, okay, here we go, There's we're a, on, yeah, this right. Is the game. But then instead, the, the momentum flips mm-hmm. and we see it was just basically all Cleveland from then to halftime now Cleveland's offense was a little bit more quiet in the second half but at they that point be, at that uh, point doesn't matter right. at that point it's like your defense you have they to rely what they at wanted some to point do in the beginning was run the ball with Chubb that's very and true Hunt. that's what they wanted yeah, to do and get them out the of there in the second and we said last week whoever was going to dominate the run game not only the run game though but just the physical play because yeah. that's the Titans identity is mm-hmm. they're going to be like the bullies right like the bruisers mm-hmm. type of the NFL that's what they want to be Right, but they, I mean, I don't want to say they failed, but you know, it wasn't what they wanted this weekend. Yeah, defensively, I feel like Baker sat there, and this is not. I mean, this is credit to the Browns' offensive line, which has dramatically improved. They drafted a left tackle, signed a right tackle who came from the Titans, so it was obviously an emotional game for Jack Conklin. MSU, Um, but just for the fact that he was he was clean, but at the same time, I feel like it was partially because of the Browns' offensive line. And partially just because the defense was, they were so sold on the run. Yeah. And Baker, the one pass to DPJ, the corner is literally staring at Baker <laughs> while he's man-to-man on DPJ. That's awesome. Every this analyst was, was looking at. This was a prove-it game for Baker Mayfield. I yeah, feel like exactly. this was the game that either they drafted a QB this year to eventually wow. replace him if he didn't win this game. I'm, I'm, sh- I'm saying that right now, but since they didn't, I think this is a – Everybody's jumping on the Baker Mayfield train right now. Yeah, because in yeah, the past really it was like, like they, you know, it was kind of a you know sometimes you see quarterbacks that are just embraced and then the franchise is all in about building around a quarterback. Which happened to him, and it has it has started to happen to him. I don't mm-hmm. think at the beginning it was as much so as it is as of the late. Beginning it was last year's when people started to be like the doubters. Uh oh, because remember they get a whole new fran or um. GM and yeah. Andrew Barry comes in for. Uh, I was say the ownership has changed up because his rookie his year he broke the yeah he has rookie, a rookie touchdown, touchdown record, record which he did honestly I thought Herbert or I still think break. he's gonna break it but after last week who knows <laughs> we'll get um, into that but um, the whole just dynamic of the team has changed you look at the Browns last year I feel like they were so much with you know Fat Freddie they were so much like <laughs> let's get some fat you know, Matt, let's fat get. Freddy. Let's get everyone in. We're watching the Browns today. You know, like Odell's yeah. here, Jarvis here, Baker's here. Big names, but not yeah. so much the big time, you know, and this year, lines. This year, it was always, yeah, Cleveland might be a good team. Stefanski, who if you watch him, obviously is a mascot, but I feel like he's just stone cold the entire time. <laughs> he just does not say a word. And like staying on the Baker thing, like the biggest criticism of him in the past has always been his ability to be a pocket passer, like mm-hmm. a, a typical NFL type style that style of play right because we know that he's been dominant off of that play action game especially Mm -hmm. with the run game that they have and like Mm -hmm. you said when you get the secondary so locked in and focused on what's happening in the backfield all of a sudden baker is more than capable of getting on the outside and making plays five wide a lot they did they were not that was that was the most shocking thing for me is that he's i don't want to say he's changing his play style because his play action is still going to be one of the best attributes of what he does on the field but his ability and his ab- his able ableness his uh, you know ability I guess ability. to show that he is capable of not only that but just to sit back there when he is well protected like you mentioned mm-hmm. and distribute the ball to all these big time receivers even when maybe they're not catching. But also, did they draft him to be the pocket passer type? I feel like because That's a good at point first, too. remember Baker's had four head coaches in three years. True, true. So it's also the Browns. It's 
it's, the that's just the Browns yeah. organization. Yeah. Like at first, it was like I feel or like was that yeah. The Browns I mean, I've been moving. There's, yeah. I mean, I just feel Past like Stefanski tense. is gonna just you know usher them to into grow. a new era. Yeah, and so I feel like at first it was definitely like I said last year, Freddie Kitchens. It was. I feel Kitchens. like it was all about the glamour. They wanted to be that that team. They wanted to be the team that would pull porn views on Sunday. Yeah, exactly. And the first year it was Hugh Jackson, and they were one in thirty-one the two years before. Wow. At that point, it was like Baker. We need you to do everything. He breaks yeah. the rookie touchdown record, then gets Odell, which, honestly, Baker's better with Odell. If you look at the stats, it's so obvious. <laughs> because I um, I heard someone say it today. It was Skip Bayless I, uh, said today. Me. No, just wait. Baker, I feel it. He says Baker feels that he was more worried about um, Jarvis Landry and Odell getting their catches, right? And if Odell didn't catch, it was a, bat, it was a big deal. But if Rashard Higgins and DPJ don't get a catch, who cares? Man. So he's not as nervous. To, he's not as nervous as not to. Yep. To, to make be like, hey, interesting. Our yeah. star wide receiver is not getting the touches. Mayfield's fault. But it's like, oh, Higgins, DPJ had a great game. Go Baker. Yeah. It's not you the spread, other way around. Spreading the wealth yeah. like a top. OBJ is not doesn't make Baker better, but or how am I trying to say? I'd this? love to oh, hear. I not yeah. to like get off of this, but I'd love to hear the uh, the take from Coward. Colin Coward. Colin Coward. Who, are, who has he been apologized? He pretty much did. He did. He said, "I didn't see." This. He said, "If Baker Mayfield plays like this, the Browns will make a run in the playoffs." Wow, I did and not see that. That is the biggest. Because, because from him, did you see his tweet? Dude, no, he, he tweeted out and said, "He tweeted out and said, backwards hat guy." Yeah, yeah backwards hat type guy. of guy. That was a while ago. That was awesome. Yeah, that was funny. But he tweeted out. He goes, "My TV seems to not be working. How's Baker playing today?" <laughs> <laughs> and Twitter just Man. went at him. That is awesome. Baker's wife went at Stephen A. Smith. Wow, because Stephen A. Smith was like Baker's. He's a game manager. He's not that good. You're gonna need to go in a different direction. I hate and that she term. Tweeted, I hate that. She tweeted yeah, out and term. said, "Well, this aged well." Man, it was awesome. They, I, don't, I don't like that term. Just like if you don't think he's a good quarterback, then attack him for not being a good quarterback. Don't call him something. That, I feel like game manager at some like, point like can be a good thing. It should. AJ be. McCarron it can and was should a, be a good a, thing. AJ McCarron was a game manager and had three national titles. I would yeah. say Big Ben is a game manager this year. Right now, great game manager. Totally. Yeah. Joe like, no way they should be eleven and zero. But Big Ben is a. Great game one. manager. I feel like yeah. Drew Brees has low key been a game manager in the last couple of years. Last he's couple been years, yeah, he's been nursing a, little... a rib, but yeah. Well, yeah, he's got a new rib every week. The Titans, though, the Titans, though, moving on for them, they need to have a huge bounce back week because that was not the showing that they wanted, especially riding the momentum off of that huge 45 26 win against the Colts, who they mm-hmm. split uh-huh. with so far in the season. Uh, that is. What uh, is that I believe AFC still, South. Yep, AFC yes. South. Yep. And I believe Both they're still in the lead. They are. I they believe, still, but they still have the tiebreaker. Yeah, so tiebreaker. But um, bounce back game for them this coming week. We'll talk about that. But uh, against the Jaguars, so um, you know, I guess you kind of see what we're coming you out can of there. See, yards, yeah. Yeah. Yes, Jaguars yes, put a yes. good fight up against the Vikings. But well, let's dive more into that Pittsburgh Washington football team matchup. Pittsburgh got outscored twenty three to three after being up fourteen to nothing just before halftime, but. To me, you're not going to win meaningful football games, excuse me, scoring 17 points. And we just said Big Ben can be a game manager. Well, he needed to be a scorer for that Pittsburgh offense, and that mm-hmm. he was not. And I think undeservedly so, before I let you go on whatever tangent you're going to go on, undeservedly so, his receivers are catching a lot more flack than I thought they should have been. That fourth down call where they threw it on the outside, I, I just watching Get Up and a couple other um, shows this morning, they were really attacking some of the receivers um, Deontay Johnson and like Washington and uh, someone else, but they were kind of attacking them for a couple of the plays that they made. And I thought it was totally, what was the fourth down play? They were in, um, 
uh, they were in Washington territory, and he throws it on the outside, and it was just a bad ball. And even the commentator said something about the body position of the wide receiver. And I don't know at what point do you stop protecting Big Ben and just accept the fact that he's not the Big Ben that he has been. Well, he's not the Big Ben that he has been, and like we said, he's a game manager. But also, when you can't run the ball, that's true. When you can't run the ball, and you expect old old Big Ben to do that, twenty-one rushing yards for the Steelers on the night. Okay, yes, James Conner's their lead back was out for COVID protocol, and Benny Snell Snell is supposedly was the future. He's looked awful in the past two games. When you can't run the ball and you want Big Ben to throw the ball? What he had like forty-one passes last night. He can't do that anymore. He's not no. like their team's not. Their offense for that. doesn't rely, revolve around that. Yeah, he's not. He like I said, he's a game manager. He needs to manage the game. He needs James Conner back there and some dump passes to Juju and dropped him as prime, and that's it. Well, I feel like this is the reason why your receivers were getting seven drops yesterday. Well, okay, I should I should preface that. Seven? We're all seven, I should, Ebron? I should preface no, that by actually, saying. actually, he had 50% of those. <laughs> <laughs> I should say that because I know your face yeah. when I said that. They definitely deserved, in certain cases, there were obvious drops. Mm-hmm. Eron, Eric E. dropped. Most drops in the NFL is the Steelers. So he, yeah, in that case, yes. But on certain things, there are there are things aspects of the game that Big Ben just did not have no, control it, of. So I, just, I, I get what you're saying there, and I had that written down too. But um, Washington defense, we need to the talk thing. About. The Washington defense was outstanding. But before we get into that, I wanted to say the run game that does not revolve around their offensive line because Big Ben has had over like 340 consecutive snaps without getting without sacked. sacked. Their offensive line is the least really amount good. of and this is the least amount of times he's been sacked in his career. And crazy. we talked about Matthew Stafford and how maybe this is the last year for him in Detroit. Imagine what Matthew Stafford would do Dude. if he had 340 consecutive oh. snaps. Well, hopefully sacked. they got rid of Ebron so he didn't have to. Re- <laughs> history didn't repeat itself. <laughs> yes, exactly. But I, it could not be more fitting that you know Ebron catches that final pass and lets the time run out, and he was pissed because he dropped um, three or four balls on the day. Three, three, three balls, two of which bounced directly off of his off chest. That big eighty-five off that big number eighty-five, and he. Like you said, I hope dropped Miss Prime sticks as a nickname, oh, but yeah. it's never. But a close second away. is Eric E. Drop. I think that's pretty good E-drop, too. Yeah. So whoever, I like dropped Miss Prime because it was Megatron and, and the Detroit tie. Dropped the Detroit tie. Yeah. Yeah. I think, but yeah. other than Ebron and the Steelers, I think this has been a long time coming for the Steelers. How they've played against Baltimore, how they played against this could the have Cowboys. happened any given Trace week. Exactly. Trace McSorley, all that. Dalton this has whoever. been just building on building on building. And I, I like the Steelers, and I think this may just be a wake-up call, and maybe they make a push, and they maybe this is the L they needed to yeah, if anything, revamp their offense. This gets them going. Their, yes. like, it was going to happen eventually. I think yeah. it might actually be a good thing to just get out of the way. And then Another, they got it now, unless they were like, yeah. imagine being the first seed in the playoffs and they lose to Man. Miami. Oh, no, Let's Miami. say Miami. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what I don't really like, not only just because he's on my fantasy team, but just watching the game in general, when I feel like when Antonio Brown was on the team, which I feel like that's just such a big difference think about that two years ago or three years ago whatever it was when ab was streaking down the field and Big forever ben was ago just launching the ball yeah. right you're like wow triple b right with the bell ben and brown triple thought B's, it was awesome man. and so now and even when juju juju came in i feel like he was more of a down the field receiver he's getting three yard screens he had 10 targets for seven I think he's receptions. Their third their third receiver as far as receiving yards go for, for touchdowns it's johnson it's claypool Johnson, Washington, Juju. Yeah, Juju. yeah. I believe it goes. There, yeah, I, I believe it goes. Claypool, be, Johnson, then Juju. As far as receiving yards go, but I think receptions. Brown. It's Juju one. Which really? Is weird so he's the deep he, ball guy still. No, he's 
The oh, short, that's oh, the short reception. Passes. Sorry, sorry. Reception. He's the Julian Edelman. Oh, They're getting under routes, and that's interesting. It. That's unfortunate because two years ago he was catching the opposite. Those. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Remember the 99 okay. yard yeah. touchdown or whatever against he, the Lions. He had against the Lions, and then that 93 yard he had against the Broncos three yeah. years ago. Yep, I remember that. Doesn't make for good TikTok. I content. really, yeah, no, it doesn't. <laughs> and it really doesn't. I saw something that said that Juju's pretty him. much going to be gone out of Pittsburgh next year. A lot of people do not. Do is not he, like him. I don't, I don't know what it is though because for the rest I think so. Contract. Because of his antics or whatever in his social media. But you, I mean, I mean for every he seems like a great guy, guy though. Like exactly. Guy? But for every time you see a stupid TikTok that TikTok, excuse me, that Juju makes, you see him out giving food to like you know homeless yeah, people in the community and like other things guy. and like when their game got canceled and he was already with the foundation like going yeah. out and in the community for Thanksgiving and all that like. He's a good guy. To some extent, you can't just like run a guy, but like you know, it, you can't it's run a, a guy business. Body. It's got to be on the field, exactly. If you're gonna, they really if you're like gonna gripe a guy, like if you're gonna come after him, come after him about his performance and, and make really it like solely Claypool based too. off that. They yeah. really like Claypool. Claypool and Deontay great. Johnson has really Johnson and Washington. Has don't sleep on Washington either. He has their like I said, their most uh, receiving touchdowns this year. He's their deep. He's their deep threat. Yeah. Speaking of Washington, different Washington, but they finally showcased their stout defensive front, which has arguably. The best front seven, not one saying the I league, say, but one of the. I would say front the four. best up and coming front four in yeah. the league. Well, front sweat, four for sure. If not this year, next year. With Sweat and Young on the outside, then perfect though in the linebacker core with that. He had the big interception at the end, correct? Bostic. Bostic. Sorry, perfect is different. Perfect um, just got arrested. Sorry, 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 sorry. Bostic. Yep. That he had a Huge great game interception. too. Former Steeler too. That yes, was a big game a for him. Big game for him, but not only the interception, he had been playing very well before then too. And then, as well as um, Ryan Kerrigan, has kind of led that team, and he's been quiet this yeah. year. But he also didn't hasn't been in the past. He's had to have ten sacks, yeah, or whatever. But Chase now he's, Young's been quiet. I thought up until Chase Young, like okay, he doesn't get the sacks, but Chase Young makes plays. Well, all he has been harder to get he sacks when the other guys on your team are getting them. Yeah, that's the true. That's a good point. That's there's a good point. Kerrigan, there's. Young, there's Payne, there's uh, yeah, Jim Sweat. Allen. Payne, that's right. Allen. Yes, Jonathan Allen. Jonathan Allen from Alabama. Montez Sweat. Montez Sweat. That is, yeah. if they not really, this year, next year they are the best. They really constructed a 49ers style defense. That's like, good. Like Bosa, yeah, Buckner, that's good. Um, D Ford, and Thomas, yeah. Arkhamstead. Yeah. Like they really decided to do that. And credit to Ron Rivera. I mean, he kind of he went to a Super Bowl with Cam. Obviously, we all know who that turned out. But uh, and Panthers were always, you know, hit her here because of Cam Newton's injuries. But he goes to Washington and they beat should leukemia not be. or lymphoma, right? Yeah. Sometimes beat lymphoma. cancer. Yeah, lymphoma. Beat that. Oh, which is awesome. That's yeah. good for him. How can you not run through a wall for a guy like Ron Rivera? That's true. True. That's a good point. And we didn't even talk about Alex Smith. Oh, and that's the next guy. Yeah. I mean, geez, if those two guys are leading your team, Dude. it's like like how do you not want to just go out and grind for these guys? We have yeah. we have a guy who beat cancer and a guy who Leg almost fell off. Almost died. How do he we almost not, died? He almost, he almost died. died. How was, does yeah. my ankle sprain? Yeah, even look bad. Like the perspective that you have to have playing with these guys. Yeah, imagine that. Like you come off the field and like, yeah, ankle sprains are no joke. But like, you come off the field and you're like, oh, I got an ankle sprain, and Alex Smith is just staring you down with a his his <laughs> leg was bleeding. His leg was bleeding, Dude, and they just taped it up. He went right back in. Yeah, he gets cleated, and there's blood pouring down his cleat just out of nowhere. And the commentators it, totally played it off too. Yeah. Like. Oh, it looks like Alex has a little bit of an issue going on with his uh, foot. Yeah. I'm like, that dude just got chopped. And it's just the fact that you just, I don't know, it's amazing to watch. Alex Smith has always been a winner. Oh, has always sure. been a winner. Even at uh, Utah with Urban Meyer. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. You know who he couldn't beat? 
the Lions this year, and they pull it together in the fourth quarter crazy, and beat the Bears thirty-four to thirty. That is crazy, by the way. That the Lions. I don't. Lions. So are the Lions better than the Steelers? If we're playing <laughs> by who beat who, if we're playing the who beat who game, then you'd have to say so. But Detroit was down by ten with two minutes and thirty seconds left in the fourth quarter. Big touchdown to Marvin Jones, and then a Mitch Trubisky fumble set by up. Romeo Aquara, who is secretly underneath having. His best career ever and his, his bro- best, best his, his best brother, game, the other season. One? Yeah, ever. season. Yeah, his brother's the other one, right? Julian yeah. has been out. He's been on our, okay. but Romeo. Yeah, one one something Bob Quinn should get more credit for was going out and drafting him. That's fair. That's a good point. But and that's signing something. the goat as their running back. It's my personal opinion. I understand two hardcore Lions fans that I'm not going to get that. But Adrian Pearson's still a stud. Hey. Great player. Hey, he's game winning touchdown for AP. Touchdowns, two touchdowns, a ton of carries, and especially like right now where we don't have Swift because of an illness. Correct? Because he cleared illness, the concussion yeah. protocol, but because we'll of be an illness, week. usually people and do then, get illnesses after concussion. That's a I good point. Like. I mean, it's part of like the symptoms and other things, mm-hmm. but those can last um, far after that actually is done. And we already mentioned that Bevel, with his first win as the interim head coach, already has a better record against the Bears than Matt Patricia did have in his tenure. And what was interesting is that they actually asked Bevel after the game about this and he reportedly didn't receive any type of congratulations or text or anything from the former head coach and i imagine he just was not I very mean, happy watching pat that. matricia he didn't sound like a oh congrats guy he pat was matricia a, <laughs> no don't call him by his real name just keep going with okay matricia. fat matt um he just didn't seem like a guy would be like oh yeah congrats he oh very he true yes dude when he did got you see the one time in the interview where he's like you're kind of slouching right there can you like you know Really? Yeah, he I looked at a that. reporter, and it was last year. I'm he's so like, glad he's like, gone. Dude, <laughs> I, I like how Bevel was like, yeah, just play with your hair on fire. Just go out there and ball. The hair on fire quote was pretty funny. Like, that is awesome. Like, I, I would like to play for a coach that's just like, you know what? Let's just have fun. It wasn't let's awesome when fun. we were down by, like, multiple scores. But, hey, now, in in hindsight, it sounds pretty sweet. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing, though, about Bevel. If they hire him as the real coach. Oh, gosh, no. They won't. They won't. Gosh, no. They won't. They won't. He may stay for OC. If that's a good Sala point. or that's whoever, just, oh my gosh, that's just depending that's on who just they bring Vu. in. Yeah, Jim Bob Cooter's a great relationship oh. with Matt Stafford. Yeah, that's that's actually a really good point because like, is, uh, yeah, because sometimes like things like this that are just structured, ready like, kitchens. Yeah, with like a recency bias like this. Oh, we're coming off a big game where like, yeah, we put up thirty four points. Our offense at times looked really good. Yep, which at times it did not, but at times mm-hmm. it looked very good. And sometimes I think that recency bias is a good word because it's like. Yeah, you don't want to really go out and risk anything that's like foreign or unknown. Mm-hmm. But like right now, especially, yeah. that is exactly what Do this not franchise pull needs. the Browns and hire within. They yeah, just, stay in because the Browns house. hired Freddie Kitchens over Kevin Stefanski. And if the last thing I want the Lions to do is hire Bevel and let a guy like Robert Sala go to which, the Jaguars, which even if they win out, I still don't see them hiring Bevel. No, if they're not. No, I agree. I agree. I don't think so, and I don't think they should. And I hope that he understands that. I assume he does. I assume right, so. As an but also, he wants to get his foot in the door for a head coach. Oh, yeah. Job. Why wouldn't oh, you? I think yeah. this could, why wouldn't this could you? Show That's Someone, a great experience exactly. for him and just to have that to show, like, you know, the worst, future employers. The worst thing that could happen is if he goes and becomes a Super Bowl winning coach. Oh, gosh. That'd be brutal, wouldn't <laughs> it? And then we all sound like idiots. So, yeah, and then it is what it is. We always all sound like idiots. Um, actually, um, <laughs> still regarding the Lions, watching that game last night, Bills, um, Niners. 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 It was great to see two potential Lions coaches that are, were going at it. That's a good uh, point. The yeah. OC, I forget his last name. He's a bigger guy. This is the D. Yeah. The ball? Something around that. I don't know. Anyway, I know what you're talking about. Um, And going at it with Salah. Yeah. 
if Salah has his guys, I think the 49ers win. But it was just great to see them go at it, you know, yeah. and I thought yep. – Directly coaching against each other. Yeah. yeah, and I thought it was really cool because I feel like either of those – those are my top two choices for the Lions head coach right there. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, Before we leave the Lions-Chicago conversation, I did want to talk about who I think – is probably one of the best players on that Chicago team. I think you guys agree. Allen Robinson, the wide receiver. Yep. What you know, wide receiver number one former for them. Jacksonville Jaguar. Yes. Former Orchard Lake St. Mary's graduate. Is he really? Correct. Yes. Correct. Wow, I did not know that. Went to Penn State. There Correct. you go. Wow. Anyways, um, get him on the show. Well, that's a pipeline then, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Him and uh, Hamler. Yeah, Hamler too. Yep. That's a really good point. He's with the Broncos. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Penn State. Um, but I mentioned uh, Allen Robinson because. He had a pretty boneheaded play towards the end of the game. He ran out of bounds yeah, we're uh, not short <laughs> of the first down line. And, hey, if that's the worst play that you're going to make, whatever. But that was actually huge because it screwed his team over at that critical time in the game, and they had that they had to go for it on, like, fourth and one. And we made that huge stand. And then from there. For David Montgomery, yep. Yeah, yeah I think exactly. He, I think he thought, well, that was such a horrible play call on fourth and one. Oh, yeah, I agree. Why, you have Mitch Trubisky, Agreed. who's not the greatest passer of the ball, but he can run. Yeah, he can run. Do a yeah. read option there. That's a good Make point. Mitch. Yeah, or even if, just get him, get him out to a run pass option. Yes, exactly. Do something to where Mitch can make a play. Yeah, and it'd be like, nope, the Lions up the gut. But David, up the gut. David Montgomery was having a great game he before was. that. Yeah, so maybe you were just like, hey, I trust my O line. I trust my running back. Well, there was only, and that goes back to the Steelers too. Um, Coach Tomlin talked about it. If you want to be, I, I'm not going to say, I don't know his exact words, but I'll paraphrase and just say like, if you want to be a dominant team, you want to be a dominant physically, physically be a dominant team when it comes to those points where um, Washington held them on the goal line, right? Remember that huge yep. stand? Chase Young had that big play on yep. fourth down where he came through and made that tackle on Snell. Was it Snell? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he said, if you want to be that team, you have to be able to convert in those situations. Oh, That's what sure. separates, you know, like a great team like that. And it's, you know, obviously they're not on the goal line and the stakes weren't exactly the same, but that is just as critical of a point in the game for them. And if you can't convert and make that happen, I think that says a lot about you. Well, I really want to think about this too, because I'm pretty sure Chicago had no timeouts left. There was like 13 seconds. If they got it, I think how the are they going to? Yeah, what do you do? Because you're running. Run another yeah. play. That's another great yeah. point. Like, like if you're just running up the middle. Then you're going to deal with another Pittsburgh incident against the Ravens where they're all just sitting there and, yeah. like, taking their time getting off so that the uh, clock continues to run. Yeah. It's like, and they ended up robbing the Ravens of, you know, a potential score before yep. half because they had to rush that play. Minka Fitzpatrick makes a great play, knocks mm-hmm. the ball out of the tight end's hands. We didn't even talk about in the Pittsburgh game when Alex Smith, after that play, he ran off the yeah, field you, with the ball. Wow, smiling, I didn't put that in there. Yeah, I got that kickoff. I was not watching, and you, I, really I, I still, I was still you, confused yeah. about it. Was yeah, so it was a very unique situation. I will say, in the in at the least, right? So Washington has this chance, um, you know, to go and they're trying to score before halftime. They're down fourteen nothing at this yep, point. Kick correct? a field goal, no timeouts yeah, left. Trying to get this field goal off, and so they're throwing the ball, and that's the smart choice, right? Because incomplete pass, whatever. That's what. But he gets sacked. So that's immediately a problem because there's only like maybe eight or nine seconds left on the clock at this point, mm-hmm. right? He gets sacked, and he – I don't – I would assume he had the wherewithal to think about this because you don't just do this on accident. Oh, I saw him smiling. Yeah, when yeah, yeah. The ball so the field. when he gets sacked, he takes the game ball, and you see the ref standing there with his arms like this. Like, okay, let's go. Get the ball down. Let's go. He runs off to the sideline with the game ball. They do not have a ball. Everybody's standing around. The clock continues to run, to run, to run. So many people are so confused, and then they're like – you know, the one official, head official comes out, white hat comes out, and he's like – uh, we do not have a ball, blah, blah, blah. Please set the game clock to seven seconds. Boom. Set the ball down, yeah. snap right away. And field, field goal. goal team runs out. Wow. So, like, in that situation, you get sacked. There is no way in hell that they were going to be able to get the field goal unit out to Was the field. Down now? Yeah. 
Oh, they're or, not well, spiking it either. No, and I don't, I don't know actually if it was fourth down or not. But you only have how many had seconds? Seven seconds yeah, left. Yeah, I don't. You so didn't even took have the ball time. out. There's no ball. They had to stop it, which I'm, I was surprised there wasn't like a 10 second runoff or anything. Yeah, that seems like it was just like a. That's you know what that is. That's, that's going to be something that they visit during the off season or even just the next couple of weeks. That sure. something is going to be made because of that. The Alex Smith rule. What a play. Alex Smith rule. The Alex Smith rule. Comeback player of the hey, year. Hey, when we come back two weeks and they've got some stupid little rule written in the fine print, that's what it's got. They better call it the Alex Smith rule. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, that's that what it's, it, that's, that's a that better be what it is. Play. Finishing up our Lions Jeez, talk here. Brutal sc- what? It's a brutal, brutal schedule coming up for the Lions. For the Lions? Brutal. It, it definitely is. And we're going to talk because maybe one game. Unfortunately, we're still at the bottom of the NFC two. North in the standings, but the Bears Five have two. now lost six in a row. Their franchise, as far as I'm concerned, is Absolutely. a dumpster fire. Right, absolutely, and we're only one game behind Minnesota, who sits at six and six, and they actually have a pretty tough schedule ahead of them. But let's look at the Lions' next four games: Packers, Titans, Bucks, Vikings. And you know that Vikings Ouch. that Vikings game is going to be very pivotal for the Vikings, who are trying to make a playoff. Push. Exactly, the guys right now who are trying to really get and their foot the Lions in the door. can't stop the run. No, they cannot. And I can see a sneaking away. Are, I can see a sneaking away with one of those games, and Brown, I don't know who. I don't know who. Oh, you don't know. When no, Ronald Jones is the know. worst running back you're about to face in the Rojo. next four years. And weeks. he's also a top five and in the league in rushing yards. That's oh. a good point. Uh, and Leonard Fournette's wow. there. Jeez. Leonard Fournette has a very limited role with the Bucs as far as, you know, as this season but is concerned. I guess the Lions I might have too. a career day. Wow. <laughs> That's the bounce back for Fournette is against yeah, well, Detroit. Gosh. They're built for that. They are built for that. But moving over, we hinted at it in the introduction. Chargers, they get shut out at home. By Cam Newton and the Patriots. New England is riding the ship, as I'm sure many people expected. They weren't going to go and like lose all these you know, series of games in a row because of just the management that they have. They still have so many good key pieces in place, excuse me, but um, they just don't have the same level of talent and players that they've had in the past. But in the AFC East, it's just not going to happen for Bill Belichick and company who sit behind the 8-3 and three Bills. Well, that's nine. the 9-3 and three Bills yep. now because of that win over the 49ers. Good catch. And the 8-4 and four Dolphins who are having quite the year themselves with we that have great quite defense. quite a game as well with the whole yes. uh, ejections. Yes, yes. So, um, New England right now. Did you now. see that? What? Miami? I didn't see what? The ejections. It was like three Oh, points. yeah, yeah, yeah. Against okay. Cincinnati. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought you said something else. I was like, Jackson. Like, I was like, who's no, Jackson? Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> no, Cam Newton threw the ball He's only back. 12 times. He's back. Threw the ball 12 times for 69 yards and a touchdown. Nice. and Ran for two. Jared Stidham comes in with almost the exact same stats. 61 yards and a touchdown on only three throws. Wow. Okay. He's back. I'm not trying to compare. I'm just saying that just shows the, you know, the difference in their game and like what they, I mean, yeah, and the time in the game that Stidham was in obviously has a big part to play in that. But like we said in the beginning, they were set up in those positions where it was, I don't want to say easy, but they were put in positions where it wasn't, it was, it was advantageous for them. To score points. The Patriots offense is built on running the ball. No, we're going to, someone's going to do <laughs> something, but it's going to be by association. I don't know. I feel like the running back switches who their best running back for their game. The game is every game is switch. Cause it was every Burkhead. Game. Then it was James White. Then it was that Harris kid from Alabama. Then it was Sony um, Michelle. Sony Michelle comes yeah, back. He's still there. Then there's Cam Newton. It's yeah, like, all right. There was, who's the receiver? Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers. Name another one besides Julian. Edelman. I can't. Jacoby Myers, Nikhil Harry. Oh, Nikhil Harry from Arizona Bird State. Bird had that huge game like two weeks ago. He had like exactly. 150 it's yards. It's someone different every week, and that's why I just I don't see any 
You're right. chance of them being able to sustain that success even with Belichick. Why not? A game Why not? where they had but Why before not? they have a tough schedule coming up. Oh, they do. They play the Bills and the Dolphins. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Those divisional matchups are going to be tough for them for sure. The AFC East right after like Tom Brady said, gets really good. Yeah, right? But And that's True. funny because that's just kind of – part of it is because, yeah, these teams have kind of been on the come up and, and they've they been quiet. quarterbacks developing. Exactly. But the absence of Tom Brady in that division is definitely helping then, out both well, of those I teams. Well, I mean, he would beat the Jets twice. That's for yeah. sure. Uh, yeah. Go, go Tom Brady. They the found a way to lose. Was... We're not even – I don't even really want to touch on that too much, but the Jets found a way to lose against the Raiders and that long pass from Carr to Ruggs. I was like, I was like, no way. I was watching. I was like, no way the Jets are about to win this game. And I was like, oh, Ruggs is open. He just outran him. That was embarrassing. Right after. Yeah. It was so embarrassing. Right after Second they threw the, the incomplete pass, Derek Carr in the end zone. Yep. Um, And the Jets had got the ball. I was like, all right, switch channel. And I look and see at the bottom of the screen. I'm watching like, the Lions game. It goes Raiders 31. Man. I go, how? I'm like, no way Sam Darnold threw a pick six. And I turn back. That would have been, like, been poetic, though. What? Like, would've how do poetic. you? Yeah. Henry Ruggs. Come on. By the way, how speaking of the Patriots, I, I think Cam's gone. And I've been hearing rumors that yeah, Sam Darnold deal. could be going Sam Darnold's going to go somewhere. And this would actually coincide with a lot of the things that Belichick has done in the past. Picks up Newton, which has been a huge part of their season for how little he got him for. Mm -hmm. Darnold's um, stock, I guess you could say, or his value, still be on a rookie contract. has continued to decline. Not because of, I don't think because of his ability, because I think he has some decent ability. Mm -hmm. Obviously, he's not one of the best quarterbacks in the league. That's no. not the conversation. But the management that he's had and with Gase and those, you know, the other individuals First there. Off, Adam Gase is an idiot. <laughs> yes, but yes. that is a big that is a big factor to play in how he's being perceived by other teams. In Imagine the league. going to Adam Gase, the greatest coach of all time. No, yeah, and exactly. This too, look so at Tannehill. How, yeah, Tannehill was Adam Gase's QB in Miami. <gasps> I and, and then now look at Tannehill. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Oh. The Titans but. picked up Tannehill for the littlest amount, yeah. and look at him now. So that's why I'm saying this really would coincide. That I think that'd be really fitting for him to go to the Patriots because of that's what Bill Belichick does. Is he gets these guys that are steals. Stidham's not starting next year because Cam's gone. Stidham's not starting. No. Stidham's so they're going to pick up someone. Yeah. I don't think so, and I don't think anyone thinks well, where so. Does Cam but go? going back, going back Cam's to what you, Cam's done. I see him. He as might a backup. be. He's he either, be. either a backup because nobody. His game is go? not really. You know, it's not really something that teams are looking for at this point. I don't think. I that's sad uh, to see. Yeah, I, think, is. I love, I love Cam. former I love MVP. Cam. Yeah, I know former MVP Play style. But also, like he is, he's not the best pocket passer anymore. And it's throwing mechanics. Looking it's for throwing mechanics run. have always been a little off. Yeah, yeah. it's just it's not his throws. game. The game has changed for sure. But like you said about the Patriots, they did not have a rusher over eighty yards. So, and they've just been revolving those backs. Which, when you have a bunch of talented guys, I guess you could make the argument that that's all right. But they don't that have also means. Back. That also means if you don't have a number one, you also go through the process of like not having any guys go in and gain momentum or like really get in a rhythm, I think is the right word. Mm. You know well, what Harris, I mean? Harris start had to feel been, the game out. Harris had been leading the, the charge. Yeah. I just say, um, you know, with a couple really good games against the Ravens, I think yeah. he had a great game. And so it's really, I, I was really interested to see that Sony Michelle ended up being the leading rusher. Yeah. And we've got we've got some pretty good things to say about you know a lot of football and, and insight and other yeah. things I would say. Um, let's hear what Los Angeles star defensive end Joey Bosa had to say about the loss, the forty-five to nothing loss. He said, "quote It's pretty obvious there's some problems." And then he kept going and he said, "I'm not going to show up and play hard." Or he said, "I'm going to show up and play hard." Excuse me. I don't know if everyone else is. Ouch. Wow. Yeah, that hurts a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah. 
That really is, sucks. Is, that's like one of the Lynn, faces. Correct? Like, Anthony that's their Lynn. guy. Yeah. Anthony Lynn, Lynn is there right now. He he's, gone. well, he's almost most definitely I saw gone. Some, but they have, I feel like they have so much talent. Yes. Like, they were like the Browns a couple, yeah. like, ever since Herbert, Browns, Herbert got that haircut, had, it's just been downhill. Herbert got that haircut. Well, it's also, man, if, they, you, if you haven't seen that, please just Google Justin Herbert haircut, and he looks like he's went a, from a stud to like a little boy from yeah, the Polar Express. Exactly. That was brutal. Went to please check that out. To, I'll have her back by have seven. Have her back by seven. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, apparently, the Chargers organization really likes Anthony Lynn, so I feel like that's going to be a breakup. Great up. guy. I've heard him I feel speak, like it's going to be like, a breakup like, like Jason Garrett. A great guy only gets you so far in professional sports. Yeah. yeah. And so I feel like that one's going to be tough. And I really hope what happened to Baker with the four head coaches does not happen to Justin Herbert. Yeah. Because he's wow. a stud. He's a stud. He's great. And... If he gets Oregon, waste, Oregon wasted him wearing, he was uh, doing the screens RPO at 10 30 at night. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> he was throwing yeah. screens at 10 30 at night. What's it called? I mean, Pac-12 like, after dark. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Ridiculous. I can't. Huge I mean, arm strength. He's going to be. And definitely, the IQ. And he's got great the legs. IQ. He, can, he, he can run the ball. Turn yeah. it up. Man. Future. Is this the future. Justin Herbert show? He's, 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 might as well be. May as well be. He's a stud. Justin, if you're listening. Please come on, love you, man. Just get your hair back. Please. I hope he breaks a record. I hope he breaks a record. I think yeah, he will. I'd agree. Unless he has I'd another agree. game like that. Yeah, true. Yeah, four fantasy points. Thanks, by the way. Possibly the best game. <laughs> I wouldn't even. Well, after that Redskins or not Red, oh, I can't say that. After the Washington football team uh, beat the Steelers, I don't know if I can say this anymore. Canceled. You're canceled. The best you game of the, the weekend for me was the Coastal Carolina game. Ooh. Fantastic. Drew and I watched it together. <sighs> Great stop at the oh Shout out to yard line. Shout out to one Johnny B line. for supplying that. Shout out to Johnny B for supplying the game. You know it. But this game, the dramatic win, Mullets versus for, Mormons. Thanks for the invite to watch that game, fellas. Ooh, ouch. Well, uh, you know, we're up at Northwood, so it's kind of just is what it thanks is. Thanks for the invite. Yeah. <laughs> wow, you just brought the mood down a little bit. And this we'll game, be back here after a five-minute break. <laughs> <laughs> this game was back and forth. It felt like a rivalry game. We said this multiple times. It felt yeah. like a legitimate rivalry game, just the way that it was played. And I think it was more so about the fact that, like, there wasn't anyone who was like, oh, you know, um, going into this game, obviously BYU was the favorite. Everyone on College Game Day picked BYU, mm-hmm. by the way, which was wow. that which was awesome. the first clip from the Coastal, like, response video. That was video. Corso's first loss with the headgear this year. So really? as much as you say he needs to go, he's been spot on. I don't care about his picks. His picks are going to be good. Corso has been slipping, and I think he's to the age where he almost True. does not Can you not? How do, how do you do college game day without Corso? Yeah, you will. They're starting to phase him out. They have him less no, and less. Adding, you notice adding, right, he's not there anymore, isn't he? In they're adding more yeah. David Pollock, yeah. who and I think is a really good. Yeah, uh, They're analyst. phasing him out for sure, but um, the only thing that Coastal Carolina is phasing out is the haters. I hate you. Oh did you practice goodness. that one in the mirror before you said it? No? I did not actually. It was just right off the top. Oh, of you also love the Mormons versus Mullets. He led with that one. Oh, I, I love that. that. The that t-shirts great. were t-shirts great. Were awesome. T-shirts were great, man. And the Mullets look sweet. The interviews yeah. with those linebackers, the two, uh, the bros before the game, those two Mullets. I don't yeah, forget their names, but that was One of them was bleach blonde. Yeah, no, exactly. Love exactly. A love a good Mullet. How they about had, our boy, A? How about our boy, the BYU quarterback, Zach Wilson? My respect level. I have here, I said, he may show up anytime or anywhere, but that does not mean he's going to perform. And he wore it on his headband, too. Dude. Anytime, anyplace. Anytime, anyplace, anywhere, or whatever. Or anytime, anyplace. You I don't see know. that when he threw Any, an interception anyone. and both the D linemen yeah. are just 
pushing them to the ground. No flags. It's just like ninety four. We were talking they about were out this. for blood. Ninety four. He was there every play. They were there were every single him. play. I don't care if the play was across the field. They were sitting there standing over Wilson. <laughs> as soon as he got up, they were just looking at him. And who made the, he was rattled. And who made the game winning play to seal the game? Ninety four. Yeah, the Straight pullback up. from the. Yep. Yeah, that was an, an outstanding play. Oh no, that was thirteen. Was it ninety four? Was in Wilson's face. <laughs> of course he of was, course. dude. He didn't leave his side like the entire game. And like you said, Good. he literally got slammed to the turf, the surf turf. By the way, pretty was awesome. Surf. Surf turf. surf turf. I like that. Not smurf really, yeah, turf. Yeah, it's surf turf. Surf turf. Whoa. I love Whoa. it. That's dope. Smurf turf. Yes. We're, Oxford. We're dark blue. Smurf oh, turf. Gosh, you got sued by Boise guys, State there, but yeah, there's okay, a more smurf turf. It is. Yeah, but the surf, surf turf, turf is definitely dope. Now, Coastal, I, I say, has a chance to play in a New Year's Six Bowl. I don't think like it's going to happen. Yeah, but like, I don't think it's going to happen. Play? Who do they play next week? Is it? Is they it still have the Raging Cajuns. They do, who are ranked number 25 in the country for the Sun Belt Championship. That, they already beat them, so it would be a rematch. They did. It's, that's going to be a huge New Year's Six? Game. New Year's Six. It's a possibility. Like it's a possibility. Because it's the best non-Power 5 team makes it, and they would be, I would assume they're the best. Um, Cincinnati. But oh, now <laughs> Cincinnati's in a Cincinnati's in a very oh, yeah. intricate spot, though. Yep. Yeah, you're wearing it. They're in a very interesting spot because I'm sure you've seen that their game against Tulsa is now no longer happening. Oh, oh, I didn't know. I'm not, I did not know so they're Cincinnati not playing fair. Tulsa, but I believe if not next week, then in two weeks they're going to have Tulsa for the AAC championship. Yeah, so I those UCF two games those two games are going to decide who the uh, the best of five is. That the right correct term? Correct. What, what is it? Um, I think they, there's like power five, then it's like the best of five, like the no, one team the, that's like um, non power five. Just yeah, but that's not. they call it like best of five, or whatever. But yeah. those two games will decide between probably the two of them who you know will be that team to make it group the, of an five. appearance. Group of five. Group that's of the five. word. Thank you. Um, so I think for Coastal Carolina, like we talked about earlier, like, it's just a Cinderella story with all of like the things that have come together and put into place for them. And I think College Game Day was the best thing to happen to that think- program. That Coastal Carolina BYU could be a rivalry going forward. That'd be hilarious. Like a like awesome. So awesome. That'd be awesome. Oklahoma and um, Ohio State's kind of a rivalry. Like it was for a little. Oklahoma Kent State Kent State always beats or K State always beats. Yeah, for some odd reason that's so true. Every time they always beat K State. But um, Oklahoma. Always. I really think that that and they have the flexibility because of BYU being an independent and Coastal Carolina is not going to be scheduling. You know all these great schools in the. Beginning of the year, yeah, that'd be awesome. Imagine that'd be great. every week that'd be one, so cool. It's like Coastal if we just witness the start of that, I'm like here for rivalry it. week, and it's just BYU, Coastal BYU, yes. no, oh, it's Mormons. That'd be great, Man. It's Mormons, especially with it. the fans. There. I love it. You like, have to love it. You love it. That'd be awesome. I love it. You I, love it. I, former owner of a mullet, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> that is arguably worse than Herbert's cut. <laughs> But oh, it worked. Oh, yeah. the it rest worked of college wonders. football, the rest of college football was not nearly exciting as no. exciting. And it's I think down weekend for college football, it kind of was. But it's like, you know, college football, college sports in general, March Madness with basketball and everything. I think some of the appeal of college sports is that you don't know what's going to happen on any given night, and the amount of upsets and uh, different type of game scenarios that we see out of college athletics. We didn't. We didn't really get yeah, that. You said this that weekend. at the beginning, right? Correct. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. Everybody yeah. that was projected to win, they really won. did. The top six teams won all in dominant fashion. Uh, Cincinnati actually had a real close game. UCF, your Knights, thirty-six to thirty-three. Cincinnati barely. I don't uh, even know why I'm wearing a Cincinnati one. hat. I don't even but like them. 
I was going to – I literally grabbed their hat over the UCF hat because those are my boys. That's ridiculous. Well, UCF had a chance to win a big-time game there. Unfortunately, they did not um, for your Knights there. But no major shakeups in the college football rankings. Are there any ways that the current top four can change? we got Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, and Ohio State. What needs to happen? Uh, we'll talk about the Ohio State-Michigan game Damn, in a little dude, bit more depth here in a second. Thunder. But please, go ahead. I was going to say, well, it's already happening. Michigan yeah, canceled. Exactly. So like, how it opens that, the door. Happens? It opens the door for Cincinnati. Yeah, I really think does. so. It opens the door for Texas A&M. I was gonna say Texas and A&M Florida's, and Florida, and Florida are right there too. Florida controls their own destiny because they have. They're gonna have Alabama, Alabama in the SEC yeah. championship. If Florida wins out. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Florida wins out, and Alabama and will Alabama still be. Loses. But and Alabama looks as the best team right now. They'll still be there though, even if they lose to Florida. I was just about to say they're that. still gonna be. Do there. they? Do you? Would you keep them in over Ohio State? If they, lose that, if they lose to Florida, a close one? If they one? lose oh, to yeah. Florida, oh, yeah. Yeah, I would say Alabama and Florida make it. And you know what would happen? I feel like I said this last week. People would be like, we need eight teams. We need eight teams. Oh, the call for that is going to be louder than ever. Yeah. I think yeah. It, the call for that gets bigger and bigger every year. Yeah. Yeah. Which, honestly, it, I'm, with, I'm with it. It makes me th- feel like college basketball is more fun to watch postseason-wise than college football. It because is. if oh, it's the same four teams. That's a good point. I would, I would say 100%. same four teams. Well, not even. Yeah. I March agree. Madness is as the league. best sporting. As a not even a big basketball guy, March Madness is the best yeah. thing to watch on TV. And I just feel like it gets Bold. it gets more and more and more. Other than like the Super Bowl, or something. I like yeah, the Masters. The <laughs> hey, golf's actually yeah, really I love fun. Golf. I, love golf. I, I do I'm, enjoy I watching know. Augusta. I'm not gonna lie. When Tiger came back, you know, was winning the Masters. Tiger, Tiger, Tiger. Man, that was awesome. Show. We should be. We should be a, a tradition golf show. unlike any but other. Going over back to that that Big Ten and the conversation that we were just having there. Um, obviously, the game has been officially canceled, and this leaves Ohio State with under the six-game requirement to compete in the Big Ten championship. But what is interesting is there was a clause in the Big Ten earlier on, somewhere in the fine print, where they talked about how if two teams are unable to compete due to the other team having a large case of COVID, or large amount of COVID cases, rather, then they and another team who are in the same situation can actually schedule a game with each other. Only in-house, though. Only in the Big Ten. So I think what? yes, yeah, because oh at the beginning, my. remember they were like, we're only going to play Big Ten yes. teams. So this, yada, I guess, yada, this yada. was their one like fail safe. I guess is the right word to How make sure we, that nothing like this we go happened. back and edit that just for this week, right? But I want to say Purdue is the other team that people were talking about that could potentially be in this situation. So I'm not sure if Purdue, we're going to see COVID or were they? No, no, no. they Nebraska was the team they're going to end up playing. Either way, there are opportunities. They yeah, yeah, they well, they thumped them, but. There are opportunities here for Ohio State, given that they do not have a game scheduled for next week. So not even talking about turning around and making this happen this week right away. You've got a, a week and a half to plan this. We saw BYU and Coastal make it happen Two in days. half the amount of time, yeah. less than that. Exactly. I so really hope. There's no excuse. If you're Ohio State, which obviously you're gonna, you want to be in that playoff, and you need that game in the Big Ten Championship to you're solidify your spot. To find a game. I really Easily. hope they do. Just because, I mean, from – I mean, I, I feel like you guys would feel the same way. Just as a football player standpoint, if we know we're the best team in our conference. Yeah, not getting not that able, chance to show it. Oh, and it's not even close. Let's be real. Yeah, I agree. Ohio State's so good. And we're not able to play just because. Not Indiana even, should have beat them. Not even. Uh, Word. Not even because it's our rival that canceled, but any team that cancels, you're like, wow, now we can't. Compete. It just makes it worse that it yeah, was. Yeah, it just makes it worse yep, that it's yep, Michigan. Yep. Um, but now it's just like. Wow, like, are we really not gonna have a chance to, you know, it's people. It's, it was my dream growing up, like, to play for a national title. It'd be awesome, you yeah, know. There you go. That'd be sweet. I, I feel bad crushed. for, yeah, because <laughs> I'm a D one reject. Life sucks. D one rejects. 
So Here. breaking news, ESPN just dropped the latest college football playoff. Alabama, Notre it's Dame, 7 o'clock, yeah. Clemson, Ohio State. Wow. And then Top four. Texas A&M and Florida at six. So none, Did you nothing know they changed. they didn't change? Nothing changed. Wow. I'm sure Cincinnati seven, so that means that didn't change either. Is that, are they still at seven? I'm going to pull it up right now. Wow. Iowa State, Oklahoma is going to be a great game. I will say um, it was kind of like a – there was speculation going around. And I, I doubt this will happen. But another team that does not have a game scheduled next weekend is number five ranked Texas A&M. I mean, there's with, no way it would happen, but that, just that'd be, I mean, be what epic. better way, what yeah. better, better way, excuse me, to prove that you're better than that team. Resume than just go builder. Yeah. Oh, it's not a resume builder. That is a full on. That is a true huge. Iowa state statement. is sitting at seven. Cincinnati yeah. is at eight. Oh, Georgia, gosh. Miami, Oklahoma, Indiana, coastal. Ooh. Coastal's at 13. 13. Where's BYU? Mm. They gotta be like, they not 18. Okay. Okay. So they like well, they switch. Iowa State's they BYU and Coastal yep. switch. Mm-hmm. Iowa State's not going to matter because Oklahoma, well, Oklahoma's going to beat them in the Big Twelve. Championship. I would say they're going to the Big Twelve championship. Yeah. So we'll see about that. And Oklahoma's won five straight. They'll win six straight this year. Oh, oh, a bold take here. Where's your Oklahoma gear? Forgot that at home too. It's in the yeah. Christmas list. Okay. Well, we're gonna finish <laughs> today's episode off with uh, something that we want to do reoccurring, a reoccurring type of segment, which is. Uh, you called it the Tuesday Eye Catchers. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we got. We got. We got to come up. Well, with a yeah, we could use a better we'll, name. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll get it. Something. Hey, drop it in the comment section below, guys. <laughs> just you know. But tell me about it. Tell team, me about it. Like I feel like there's always those guys, those hidden gems that have great games, like that Buffalo running back, right? Okay. We kind of did uh-huh. him last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where he was just had a great game, and you know nobody's really talking about him on a big standpoint. He's no. Yeah. He's no Alabama. He's no Patrick Mahomes when it comes to like having great games. Hardly. But. There's are those teams that they're not getting talked about and they deserve a little recognition. Yeah. Well, why don't you start us off then? I think it's fitting for you to start us off. Well, I'm going to go with USC Trojans. Um, the Pac-12 is kind of a joke um, lately. Kind of. You know, especially with Oregon. Especially, with, I think they kind of got screwed over because of how late they started yeah. their season. They were the last Power 5 conference to re-enter the picture. So uh, I'll let yeah. you yep. go ahead with that. And so the Trojans, who Clay Helton, the head coach, is entering on the hot seat. I'm pretty sure Urban Meyer was rumored for that job. Pretty sure Lane Kiffin was even rumored for that job going into the year. But he's come out on fire. And the team is, I'm pretty sure, 4-0? Yeah, I think you're right there. 4-0? And, you know, they dominated on Sunday. They dominated the Washington State Cougars, which, I mean, they're going to be in a fall down. after. Not a good weekend for the Cougars. No. Uh, No, it is not. And so USC may lose out on the playoff, but imagine if they go undefeated and it just proves that USC could be back. But we thought that with Sam Darnold, and that wasn't true. So, Ouch. But I just think that, in general, USC, good shout-out for them because they, they, they're definitely uh, not getting the recognition they deserve. Yeah. I hope, I'm hoping the playoff committee actually raised them up a couple rankings. But hmm. let's let's see what Kobe's talking about. Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, my team is Indiana, and more specifically, Tom Allen, the head coach, deserves to be coach of the year, and you can just tell that his guys love playing for him. Like, it's it's unmatched because he's giving that, I think it was like a post-game interview after their big win against Wisconsin, and you had almost every single guy before going to the locker room. They're, like, draped over his shoulders. Like, yeah, this is awesome. the man. Like, this is our dude, yeah. guy. Like, let's go, best coach. Like, you just can't. There's no way you can fake that. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that's, that's real. Like, he's hilarious. The amount of injuries that he's gotten while celebrating with his, you know, current and past teams. Chipped a tooth. He's got a freaking concussion. <laughs> like, what? Dude goes crazy. Like, dude, he goes crazy. Dude to turn the hat backwards at practice he's and probably... backwards hat kind of guy. He's a backwards, backwards hat kind of guy. When he needs guy. to be, he can. And this team, 
has totally reflected that personality and that toughness because of that huge win. Um, I don't know if I'd say we counted them out, but they were definitely um, up. It was an uphill battle Seen for as them. An afterthought, exactly after went down. because of that quarterback Penix Jr. going down, going up against Wisconsin, who's. Wisconsin, on the other hand, has choked in some big-time games, yeah. especially in the Big Ten, Northwestern, and now Indiana. Well, when you beat Michigan, but, that's a huge resume builder. Oh, so they Jesus. might have came off that. And just. But Indiana adapted their game, and even though their offense was, um, I would say, pretty lackluster this weekend, they actually were they led in almost zero offensive statistical categories, which is kind of to be expected when your starting quarterback goes down. They still get the job done, and they generated some turnovers at key points in the game, which is why... Um, that's my team, and that's my guy, Tom Allen. That's a guy I would love to play for. So USC is 15. Okay, so they are going up. So they are going okay. up. So if they continue to win, potentially a Pac-12 championship, could see them finishing around 7 or 8. Yeah, the time, time uh, was it? The timeline is closing here for them. Yeah, for yeah. sure. They need well, a big win. As it is for all teams, but Hunter uh, finished. So oh. my guy, uh, a college quarterback, Logan Thomas yeah. at Virginia Tech. There so he's a college quarterback. When Okies? Cr- the Hokies? Hokies. Yeah. Hokies. Hokies. Yeah. Went crazy yesterday. Nine catches, nine targets. We just so caught everything. say what position he plays in the NFL now. Oh, he plays tight end, oh, by the way. Hey, just so, you all, just so you guys all know, he plays tight end. There you go. Thank you. A college quarterback. Did I say that? College yeah, you did. Hokies. Okay. Hokies. <laughs> Hokies. Okay, anyway, nine catches, what is nine targets, it's a 98 bird. receiving yards, and a touchdown in the upset win over... Steelers. Steelers. <laughs> I'm getting lost over here, man. Anyway, he's Logan thinking Thomas about a what a hoagie is. Like, I don't know. I don't know what a hoagie is, bro. <laughs> like a hoagie? Like... Yeah, anyway, Chris Spielman was uh, talking about him last night. And he was saying, hey, not everybody really knew this guy. He The Lions picked him up like three years ago. Signed him as a practice squad quarterback. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Lions. Please. Just another Lions reject. Just another Lions stuck. reject. That's yeah, pretty much. Podcast. Lions reject. <laughs> Jesus. That could be a whole different one, to be honest. We'd have enough content. Too much content. Too much. Anyways. And anyway, he they changed him to a tight end. He was a solid for them. Lions wanted to re-sign him. Signed with the football team and had his career best game yesterday and has really made himself a serious target for Alex Smith coming down this. Not week. a guy that you would expect to play college quarterback. The way he plays, he had some he, grown man he plays. He looks He's a blocking. He, he is can block. Massive. He can catch. He's an inline yep. tight end that also has the prowess and ability to go out and catch a lot of you know, when really was good he And you guys got to remember that name, Logan Thomas. When was he at Let's Virginia see. Tech? Let's see. It's up here. What? When was he at Virginia Tech? Uh, I, I want to say he had the to be Was he the quarterback when Michigan played them in the Sugar Bowl? I think so. That yeah, he was he was even good then. Yeah, he was a wow. solid. He was a solid. Chris Beamon said, "You might have not known the college quarterback, but Logan you Thomas, know, yeah. but you know the NFL tight end. That's awesome, Logan Thomas. Great quote. Good for him, dude. Love Chris Beamon. Lions by the way. GM. That's what. Yeah, that's like everyone's calling for it, man. But it's like it almost seems too obvious now. Like for between Spielman and Salah, like. It the seems they're going to mess it up right. direction. It, it seems like it's too obvious. Like, resign Patricia. But the, the thing about <laughs> Caldwell, this, the thing about uh, Salah is that like It'd there's be been bad. reports that he would like literally walk to Detroit for the job. Spielman, I don't think has that same level of interest in coming back to be the GM. But I'm, I'm assuming he loves announcing. I think exactly. But like I'm assuming he has, somewhere in there. Job well. I don't know. It, it seems Jim like Manzo right now doesn't call it. Then I'm not listening. It seems like right now that's the obvious choice for Detroit. Which also makes me feel like that'd be the last thing that they do, but yeah, alas, it's up to you, Sheila. It is up to you, Sheila Ford Hamp. The shout ball. out Sheila. No, don't shout out Sheila. Hey, she fired Fat Matt. <laughs> Fat Matt. Shout Pat, out Sheila. Pat Matricia. Oh, Sheila. Well, 
Anyway, that's all we got for this episode of Division One Rejects. Once again, if you made it to the end of the episode, Hunter. If you made it to the end of the episode, congratulations to you. Go pour yourself a nice warm cup of cocoa. Enjoy. Because <laughs> you did something good tonight. <laughs> you did something good tonight. Follow you us made on it Twitter. to the end of the episode. Follow us on Twitter. D1, Toby, take it away. D1 underscore rejects on Twitter, YouTube, Spotify, anywhere you listen to podcasts, you're going to find us. It's probably annoying listening to us this long, but hey, have a great night. And I would say have a, watch a great weekend of football, but we'll be back on Friday. <gasps> Fantastic. Da, na, 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 na. Oh, top 10 copyright. play, Kobe. Oh, good. Yeah, we got to cut that. Wow. Bye See bye. ya. <laughs>